This is the Levels Network. I am Justin Hoddle, joined by the Triple OG, Widamu Mason. Mace, it was Super Bowl day yesterday, brother. We're filming, obviously, on Tuesday, a little bit later for everyone mm. uh, getting the podcast out. But, mate, what a great day. I want to give a massive shout-out to, obviously, our friends, our partners, The Tab. Um, we were on board. I was emceeing the day. You were MC co-hosting with me and The Grub, Josh Reynolds, uh, and it was just a great day a out of the boat, mate. Shout that was out to, a great day. Shout out to Dave and yeah, the AGs <laughs> and the boys that own the boat as well. Yeah. They gave us a little private room where we could go and chill in between the quarters and watch the games oh, with, with probably better sound, but it was, yep. a, it was a great day, mate. Yeah, whoever was involved in that, like the owner there, Dave, who I met, he's from West Wall's End, right? So that's why we we um, we locked horns there. I'm a Toronto West boy up in Newcastle. He's from Jesmond, West Wall's End. And all these business partners are from up where I'm from. They're about 10 years older than me, so they know they knew everybody that I knew up there. So um, it's just – and they're very, very successful men. They knew all your OGs. Yes. They're the guys, they're like nine or 10 years yeah, older than me. Quadruple OGs. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> some stories, mate. That was a wild bunch of boys, but um, – Great men, yeah. good successful businessmen as well. Yep. Uh, I also want to give a massive shout out to NFL Australia, AUNZ, yeah. uh, Culture Kings, Mitchell and Ness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a part of the day. Uh, apologies of our Ticketmaster. Yep. Um, some that boat pe- was mental, right? That was such a good boat, mate. I, can, I was just thinking of the, did you, te- did the we potential. Get a, did the we get potential of it? We didn't go anywhere any of the three levels. Did we get the contact number for Dale? I think we should. I could get it. I could get Dale's number. We'll get we'll get the number because I reckon if oh. we end up doing an event at some point, levels, you know, maybe, maybe, the, maybe at the end of the year, I think that'd be a, a. If you win a grand final and you want Mad Monday to be private, that's the place you get on that boat. That the. They have blinds on Put the, the blinds down. There's no cameras in there. Or just be smart about it and Mad yeah. Monday people, clubs. Get in there, get some photos done, get the media. Because yeah. that's what that's what pisses the media off. If you close the gates on them, yeah. what, what, that's just human nature. Get I want to fucking get in. I want to get in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get in there, film your little bit before you even get on the boat, and then they'll fucking leave you alone. Get them at the Otis Reading, Dock of the Bay. Yeah, get the dock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just mate. get on there do what you want. But yeah, what a great day. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, the Chiefs beat the 49ers though yeah. in overtime, 25 to 22. Uh, we watched it closely while we, mm. we were lucky enough to be watching it while we were in that room. Um, your immediate thoughts on the game? Um, I think, you know, going around on the boat, chatting to some people, some people were a little bit frustrated by the first half. I love a good defensive battle anyway. Yeah. And baby go. Yeah, he's Paddy Mahomes. Yeah, he's the king. I only thought that I picked the Chiefs because of him. Yeah, and he just proved me right. He was if they don't have him, they don't win. They no just way. didn't look. Their defense was nonstop. The 49ers were nonstop hammering him the whole time until the last quarter, and everyone gets fatigued and you've got to play. And everyone's got to have the the big play. Him and Kelsey, they're the only ones that sort of. Obviously, this is from a layman's term, right? Mm. They're the only ones who made those big plays. That last drive to even even it up before OT, him and Kelsey going up and down that field. Like, it was crazy. Um, You'd be shattered if you were the 49ers. (laughs) Absolutely gutted. 0-3 now, Shanahan. Absolutely gutted. Uh, And being up with big leads on all three. One was an offensive coordinator. The other is Mm. coach of the San Francisco 49ers. They would – the 49ers' defense was dominating Chiefs for – Almost Easy. a full two quarters, yeah. just right at the end when they. I've always said this. I don't know why when you've been defending the entire way the, the entire time, you get to a ten nil lead and then you you play more of a prevent defense mm. to protect the this lead. Made, made Mahomes run. 
and then it opened it up a little bit yeah. more. He, they play a soft zone. He starts picking them apart, and then yeah. he started getting a rhythm. By yeah. the time the second half had rolled in, they had a really good third quarter. Yep. And uh, when it come down to those big moments, he was he looked so much more comfortable and yeah. relaxed than he did in the first majority of the first two quarters. Just the brain on Mahomes to to put that data in the whole like two or three quarters and that different defensive zones and all that kind of stuff, and then just like pick you apart on whatever you're doing. Mm. Like that is genius, man. He's like. I mean, they're putting all the, the the big punters over there, not punters, but like big analysts and everything. Like They're already putting him like as nearly – he's top three best QB of all time already. Well, it's, it's it'd be uh, hard not to argue – Tom Brady, then him, and then everyone else. It'd be hard not to argue right now. And look, I've been into NFL for about 15 years, but yeah. I know enough about it that yeah. he's not a clear-cut number two. Despite being on the same amount of Super Bowls as uh, Smoke and Joe, yeah. I think Joe Montana got three. Got three yeah. Did Aikman get – Three, three, two or three. Yeah. Um, he's crazy good, but who's the Denver Broncos? John Elway, you got a couple, mm. but he's done it at twenty eight. Yeah, he's been to four out of five, four Super Bowls. Yeah. He played in six AFC championships. Every every <laughs> year he's been a starter. Um, it's ridiculous. It's like it's all got, he's got off to a Tom Brady run. That's what he's done. He's in front of Brady at the moment. Yeah. In terms of like what Brady had achieved. Yeah. So Brady got the three, but in terms of like the AFC games, now that he's got the third Super Bowl, mm. he's uh yeah, he's in front of Brady as it stands. So it's gonna be it's crazy, mate. Very fun to watch. Um he's the only one who could possibly get seven rings or more. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty it's, years it's, of dominance, man. Well, he's it, not even halfway of what Tom Brady did. That's what everyone everyone get don't get so crazy about it, right? Longevity, well, mate. Could be a couple of injuries and he's done. Well, that team though that he's got at the moment, that is not a, like respectfully to anyone who's a Chiefs fan and they'd probably agree as well, that is not a Super Bowl winning roster. Like it's a, it's a good defense. They've got some star players. They've obviously got Patty. They've got Kelsey. Chris Jones is a beast. Probably the more underrated player in this entire run is Chris Jones, how he just stuffed stuff. Yeah. He got up. He disrupted, he, he disrupted that last play yeah. when Purdy was trying to get to Juwan Jennings when mm. he was open um, at the end. So Baltimore was clearly the best side all year. They choked. Yeah. You can't do that against Kansas. I wouldn't it's tough to say choke. Not choke, but they should have won. They, like they got they had a, like the they best had a team. Lineup. The best team was like the Broncos and Penrith. It should have been Baltimore and the 49ers. Yes. Because they're the most consistent and the best two teams all year. But the aura of Paddy Mahomes and Andy yeah. Reid in the championship caliber yeah. got them through both yep. games. Yeah. Um yeah, I loved it, mate. So dynasty again, Dynasty set. Thanks um, to everyone uh who was a part of the day yesterday. We got a Got to mix and mingle with yeah. a few of the partners as well throughout the day, so really enjoyed that. Um, Want to give a massive shout-out and thank you to our mate Jason, big Bulldogs fan uh, at factorysound.com, Mace yeah. down in Melbourne. Got DJ equipment, high-end audio, the Mickey. Would have been perfect for the boat there yesterday as well. Uh, we want to remind everyone that our boy in the glass case of emotion, not from a bender, but through preparation for the fight, is fighting on April 27th, Gold Coast Convention Center. So go and follow Alpha Events Co. on Instagram for updates because he will be fighting a member of the Cast Patrol. Uh, they're a win, Lukey. They're, a, they're an Instagram page. Lukey's been spraying him of late. He's, he's, been having a, he's been having a bit of a crack and, and trying to get this going. What like are they, the Cast Patrol? Cast Patrol. It's like Paw Patrol, is it? <laughs> <laughs> They're like the poor patrol one. No OGs in them. I like they're good kids. Lukey's got a genuine like uh, rivalry going. He's got to go with him. With him. So he's, he's going fighting hard. the dude. Come on, man. Yeah, it's going to be super entertaining. Um, 
21K subscribers, mate. Yes. We got there. Must have been at the 100 or 200 that we got on the yeah. boat, convinced on the boat to jump on board. But I say this at the start of every episode because it's really important to us. We want to keep on growing. So thank you to everyone that subscribed. Let's keep it going. Let's keep that number going up along with our Instagram, along with our TikTok. Uh, we're chasing 30K. We're roughly around 29K on Instagram. TikTok flying, 52 of the best. And make sure you subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Also, I want to give a massive shout out to the small crew that rocked up with us at Levels Run Club on the weekend. Um, I love doing that. It's I get down there every Sunday and and have a run, and it's it's more of a community thing. Sometimes we get you know six or seven. Sometimes we get thirty, but uh, it's about getting out there and getting fit and staying active. Yep. In order to do that, again, we want to thank our partners BSC with the Energy Drinks of Doom. I don't know if you've seen uh, the Body Science ad. Was it was it on the Super Bowl? No, <laughs> no. Was there, I only saw Pico's um, Instagram. I'm like, so did they? Yeah, obviously they did something. Right? They they did one of those uh, fake Super Bowl ads. Yeah, it, was it was so good. <laughs> it was good. There were genuinely people on there. Well, that I looked I, at it this morning. I said, <laughs> "Got you." Fuck. I was like, "Fuck yeah, Pico." Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. I didn't write to him. Yeah, they got they they did a um a little edit of Patty Mahomes and and uh, Travis Kelsey yeah. putting up and like clapping. It was mad. Well it was such a good ad. Uh, BSC Energy Drinks. Not like it needed the advertisement yeah. because it's the best in the game because it's a, the ultimate solution for boosting focus and mental performance. 160 grams of caffeine, clean energy, boost to power you through the workouts. And I dare say, even jokes aside, Travis Kelsey and Patty Mahomes would have been pumping them before the game. Yeah. I'm just thinking, what are they doing right, right now? now? You're in Vegas, you just won the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl going there. somewhere. We're filming this at eight o'clock in the morning. The Super the Super Bowl was at ten thirty a.m. yesterday their time. They're obviously still going. Um, Mr. Pfizer will be going hard. Fuck, I wouldn't be stopping. How long did you? So if I got the keys to Vegas. Yeah. Right. Just won the Super Bowl. Can I ask you one question? Fucking right? good luck. Wait, you won the Clive Churchill. Yeah. And the grand final in two thousand for the Bulldogs. And you had to go back to Belmore. Yeah. Now I want to. You're playing tight end yeah, for the to Chiefs. Belmore, right? <laughs> respectfully to Fuck, Belmore. Respectfully, but Love we've heard Belmore. all the stories. Great stories. Yeah. You found your way to Coogee. <laughs> yeah. Now you're a Super Bowl winning champion, back to back. You're playing tight end. Yeah. Paddy Mahomes is yeah. your quarterback, and you're in Vegas. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's you, you can't even put words. I've been to Vegas a couple of times, right? And you could just get fucking lost there for days. Lost. Mm. That's what's happening. I was speaking to someone. You just lock in with a couple of mates and then just go to the, obviously there'll be nightclubs and everything going mental. You'd have your own little bit there and it just wouldn't shut and you're not leaving. I spoke to someone the other day about Vegas because we did five days. Remember we were supposed to go in 15 and uh, you, you, we had something on, you ended up pulling out of it. But um, I don't remember a single nightclub. Like I don't, like it's just all a blur. And uh, to be fair, I was at the back end of a stage trip as well, but those five nights were way too long. Um, yeah, and at one point, there. one point I thought I've seen ghosts. <laughs> it's a wild joint, man. I remember, like, just say we're going to Vegas in a couple of weeks. Yep, I know a couple of guys on a big junkets and all this kind of stuff. And Will, are you going to Vegas? I said, yeah, I'm going to Vegas. Oh, I'd be mad because he's a massive fan of the game and plays. Oh, it's going to be so wild for the players. I said, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's going to be wild for me and you. Yeah. And whoever's whoever we're rolling with, we're retired. We yeah. can do what we want. These guys are under so much pressure. No one's fucking going out after the game. That's a good point. What are like, – the media are probably staying all at the same place. We're all probably staying at the same place. They'll be all around the hotel scattered trying to find some fucking negativity before round one. Mm. Nothing better than the NRL media, right? And there's, there's 
Souths have got the bye, right? They ain't playing the next week. Ooh. So what the fuck are you going to do? So just say if you're a young 20-year-old, possibly haven't even been out of Australia. Your first trip is Vegas. Just because of old COVID, all that sort of shit three or four years ago, you're about 20, 21, you just made the NRL. You're in the squad. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And you play in your first NRL game <clears> and then you got the bye. Here's what I'm doing. I'm, that's a great point. I what do you do? That. I didn't think Does that. your coach go, your boys yeah. are allowed out? Yep. Well, you fucking cram them in the room yep. and it's like a bunch of crazy dogs in there just going, I want to fucking get out. Yeah. That's yeah. what the coaching – that's what coaching is. Like if you've got Wayne Bennett or someone there, he would know what to do. Priority, go over, get the win, tell all the boys I'd address it straight away. Yep. And now leading into it, here's the plan. We're going to go over there. We're going to get the win. Yep. Well, they're not going to get it because they're playing manly, but that's yeah. their mindset anyway. Uh, we're going to go over. We're going to get the win. And then we're going to have a good time regardless, no matter what. This is what I'd say to him. No matter what, we're going to go and have a good time. I'd send two security guards with him, one to watch over, like watch them if anyone's playing up at all. And this is like the security guards have got the license to punt any player, send them home, then, then that's how I'd be rolling it. One big dog staying there with him, watching him the entire time. And then um, – because you know what it's like over there – for Sorry. people that don't know, with Vegas, it's very hard to get in trouble as well because the security guards are so strict yeah. and you're very um, – like your booth allocated anyway. Yeah. You don't really get a chance. Like I remember being over there. It's not like being at like the Burley Pavilion or Coogee Correct. Pavilion well, or you, Manly You stay Pavilion. in your booth just, the entire just, time. Yeah, you're segregated. If you do it properly, you can yeah. do it where the guys won't be in any trouble. It's what happens when you leave those places, right? Yeah. Go to another place. That's when shit gets fucking sideways. Yeah. You get a little break-off crew. They're like, let's go here. Heard this joint goes off. Other crew, oh, we're going to go home. This. So everyone has to stick together. That's the fucking secret, right? Especially because it's not an end-of-year trip, right? This is the start of the year. So you got to be fucking it's mindful of that. It's yeah. round one. Round zero. So like it's – if you're like – if you're a coach and you got the buy, it's like be careful what you say to these players. Right? If you say just stay in the hotel, yeah, no, win hotel. This is the whole Vegas' trick is to keep you in the fucking hotel. Mm. You stay in this room, yeah. You know what I mean? Then you go to bed at a certain time. You break the rules. You're not playing in the next game. Mm. Like it's got to be that the the repercussions need to be monumental. That ruthless. Yeah. So you wouldn't let them drop the shoulders and go. Let well, go. I'd let South. Yeah. And I'd allocate an area for all the other boys just to have a fucking good night and experience Vegas, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, but it's all on. Yes, here yeah, yeah. we're flying Be back out at a the next time. morning, right? We're not yeah. going to look at the fucking all the bullshit the next day. You're out the next day if you're in there on a fucking mission to win. Yeah. But South have a different because they've got to buy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that'd probably be, be the trickiest. Team, and so. it's the media that's going to be there that's want to want to. Put something negative on there. Well, the media, we're, we're now on the other side and we've yeah. had a few good nights now. We've been with the media. Make sure they report on the media just the yeah. way they do on the play. Yeah. I think there'll be more media getting in trouble than uh, – What's his name? Kariakas? <laughs> He'll be around. He'll be hiding in a bush somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be doing that trying to get some sort of – some exclusive. Um, Danny Wilder will be over there. I'll be with Danny. Do you reckon, do you reckon Danny will be there? Danny yeah. will be there. The, were the Fox Sports gang going to be there? Yeah. Um, hopefully they're not there on a negative sort of – No. You know? No, as in He'll like – fucking as in, promote the game. Like Matty Fletch and that. So that gang's going to be yeah, there. Yeah, be fucking yeah. everyone over there, yeah. man. It'll be good fun. Be dodging. Um, speaking of fun, and I think the boys are just getting their wrestling out of the way now. I like what the Broncos have done. Get it out of the way. Have a little wrestle in a controlled mm. setting in oh, your own area on grass. where you're not on the grass rather than potentially in a fountain at the front of her Caesar's <laughs> Palace. Get it out of the way now. Get it. Just the boys having a wrestle. 
So shout oh out my to uh, God. It's just a cheeky little halfback getting yeah. smart to a middle, and he's getting, how many times has that happened? Oh, him towns we just throwing Brent Sherwin around, <laughs> Brent Shifty Sherwin, just for nothing. <laughs> That's all it was. There's nothing in this, right? I think if, like little Renault's gotten cheeky to Carrigan. Carrigan's fucking got the underhooks in, and all they've been doing is wrestling and contact and wrestling and contact and fitness and fucking running around mm. since fucking November. Shit happens when that's why they don't. That's why they they limit the piss when they when they're training so hard because this shit happens. Yeah, these boisterous boys, mate. We're not private school boys or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. We come get from these, working class. Get these guys friends. out. This is what happens. And you know what? Especially when you've been training so hard and you've been off the piss Fit, for so long. Strong. As soon as you have a couple of schooners, little like, yeah, testosterone's flying around. Yeah. You're a fucking young man. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this is a talking, I expect this shit to happen. You're talking some shit and wrestle the other day. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and Come Rem would have been cheeky little fuck. So Rem, Rem would be the sort of guy when the backs are doing forwards, like doing kick catch or something, yeah, yeah, and the forwards are doing wrestle, and you're watching them and they're bashing yeah. each other. Be talking a little bit of drill. Yeah, he's just kicking over to Cobbo, yeah. and then all the middles are doing like fucking Malcolm's and wrestling and shit. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Little Mr. Vena, the boys will be boys. Play on. Um, all right, mate, let's get to We're just going to do a bit of a mailbag. There's not much happening. I've got a few uh, results from the trials from over the weekend, but I've got a few more questions we'll get to. And then we'll get to the 2024 Harvey Norman All-Star squads. Uh, we've got the Indigenous All-Stars. We've got the New Zealand Maori All-Stars. Uh, there are a few little tweaks to the team, mm -hmm. so I'll run through them. And then I want to get your favourite New Zealand Maori and Indigenous All-Star OG mm -hmm. and more sort of current, like we'll go OG uh, pre-Super League uh, and yeah, new okay. current NRL era, 98 and yeah, okay. any, anywhere in that range. So oh, Before 98, I'm probably thinking oh, – We'll get that at the end. We'll get that Sorry, at the end. We'll finish off with that. So a little teaser. All right, let's get to this one. This is back off the uh, North Sydney chat that we had last yeah. episode. This is from GK. Bring in the Coastal Bears. They can share their games across North Sydney, Central Coast – and Perth. A third of each of their games in each area, spread the love, build the brand, and beware of the bear. Do you like that idea? I sort of, I sort of like it. I sort of new like part, it. And I'll add something to that question as well. Where would you base them? That's the hardest thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's perfect. You know, it's great sounding. Oh, I go to Perth, go to the coast, go everywhere. Like, what about the players? Hmm. You know, what about the players who have to travel? They've got families. They've got all these other extra little things that fans don't really think about. Like relocating here, where are you based? You know, are you based in Perth? Do you play three or four games there? Four games, northern New South Wales, you know, Central Coast, all that I kind think of Central stuff. Coast makes Yeah, that's the most what I mean. Sense. You should be based there. But like it's a it's a big move, like just even going up the coast and then over to Perth, like three or four times like three yep. or four times a year. Like you go cost probably, of living in Central Coast, got a stadium up there, you yeah. keep to yourself, you can sort of like little be you can have that siege mentality at the Central Coast. Yeah. And you're obviously not gonna base in Perth if you're gonna play six like 130 games in Perth. You'd want to be close in Central Coast where it's only an hour drive to North Sydney as well when you play yeah. those games in North Sydney and potentially sometimes train at North Sydney. So I think being based in Central be based Coast, there, like a Coastal Central Bears. Coast and Perth, that's yeah. it. That's it. I think, you know, like it could work. Like they've been, talk they've been talking for so long. Yeah. Something has to happen. 200,000 members too. <laughs> 200,000 members and growing. <laughs> And growing. Actually, I just checked, just like our subscribers, <laughs> they've gone up to 201,000. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So I, I get it. I think they, they should really, really think about that. I like the idea, GK. I, like it, yeah. I think it's a good shout. Um, Central Coast base for me. 
Um, you know, cost of living is going to be a lot better than North Sydney because I was going to choose out of North Sydney and Central Coast. It's a nice area. You can have siege mentality, all stick together. Have um, you travelled to beautiful Perth past. much? Yeah, I've done it. One, we played one game in trial game it in 2010. Sucks. <laughs> you, I, don't you hate Perth, Perth, hey? no, I don't mind Perth. Yeah. I don't like the travelling. <laughs> okay. It fucking throws oh, you okay. out about yeah. three or four days yeah. before you acclimate to, to the time. Yeah. Like it's that far out. Like that's why like I think Freddie went over there a couple of years like for a whole week because yeah. it threw him out for about three or four days. That's right. And then they tailed Queensland we, up yeah, the second Yeah, then Queensland come they? over like three days before. Yep. And that was the big score pumped. that New South Wales put on yeah. him. Right. Yeah. We clearly got man of the match and just fucking killed it. But like so, I'm just saying, just the travelling. But I've if, spoken to West, I know some West Coast Eagles and all those blokes. They hate it. So if you were based in Central Coast and gave Perth five games a season to continue to grow the game and then potentially look at putting a a team there long term, you get used to the travel. But you, you're based in Central Coast and you only go five times a year. So you just yeah. you think you could get away with that? Yeah, yeah. as long as you can't, you just got it right. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it comes to the play, like NRL and caring about playing uh, players' well-being, and that they don't really give a fuck that much. If they're going to put a team in Perth, they're putting a team in Perth. You deal with it if you want to play NRL. That's just the way it is. I'm just looking at it as a players' perspective, yeah. traveling and all that kind of stuff. Talking to some West Coast Eagles, Nick and that new in. But they've also doing done it, it and won they're, doing, they're used to it. They're used flags. to it because yeah. it's been going on there for like 50 years. They've been traveling, so there's a method, you know. To you know what they'd have to do if they did bring someone on board. You want someone part of West Coast Eagles yes. to be on board and, yeah. and talk to them about like what the travel was like when they went yeah. in flags back to back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you really have to bring someone on like for that sure. because they're used to it. So. I mean, it's, it's definitely something they should look at. Yep. Building a team in Perth. They've got it, right? They just keep talking about it. Something, the coast, something here, you know. The coastal two bears. Two birds. The coastal bears. Kill, yeah, kills three, yeah. three birds. Three maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'll just cut the other coast out. Like just stay in the central coast yep. and then go to Perth. We can't be fucking central coast and have the whole, you know, east coast. Yeah, so you don't like North Sydney as well with it? You just no, want central coast it somewhere. Yep. North Sydney, if it's North Sydney it's, or, and it's based on the central coast. Yep. Call it that. Okay. Sweet. All right, this one's from Paul Barnes. This is one specifically for you, Mason. I loved it. Hey, boys, love the work. Question for Mace. If you play today with its emphasis on sports science and creating peak athletes, would you be better? Would you be a better player or would everyone else get to your level? So I, I think there's a few layers to this question. When you were coming through, uh, you came through at a time where uh, the participation rate from Pacific Islanders in particular probably would have been closer to around 15 20%. Would you say? No, it's or like 5%. Was it lower? 5%, yeah. yeah. So now we have representation of over 55% last yeah. time I checked. you got guys like Payne Haas and mm, Tino Fasulmalawi. But um, there were Islanders, big Islanders and Kiwis that played in the front row but probably didn't have your speed and athleticism now like the Paynes and Tinos. Yeah. Like you had big Paul Rahihi, you had big, big Jerry Sisu. Tony Pulitzer was pretty Tony good. Tony Pulitzer, yeah. yeah he, man, yep. he was big, Tony's he was, a good example like you. Joey Nullivelle. Um, How do you think you'd go now with all the updated sports science in the game right now and uh, do you, where, where do you think you'd see yourself yeah. probably? I'd love it. The, the amount of coaching and information that ki- that these young men get, right, just watching Ciraldo coach and, um, you know, Bellamy and all these other great guys and the team that they've got surrounding them. Like the amount of the weights and the explosiveness and speed training and like nutrition and everything, the age of information, you've got so much there. Sports science here and there, like it's so crazy what you could have been, like what you could be, right? The yeah. information, like just say defensively, that I know now mm. compared to like when we we're playing, it's fucking 
chalk and cheese. Yeah, we you knew how so to much hit. Now. Yeah, we yeah. knew how to like hit, but yeah. like defensive systems and everything like that. What's yeah. put in place is like next level. Yeah, like if you had, if we had that information back in like the two thousands, two thousand two, you'd be fucking so much better. We, we were taught to hit, discipline, be tough, all that kind of stuff. But like the real like little things that Ciro Ciro understands and all these really great defensive minded coaches do. It's crazy. I learned most 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 my defense when I was under Wayne Bennett because mm. he was defensive minded coach all the time. Yeah. What were some of the main sort of techniques do you think you got from Wayne that are still that you see in the game today? Oh that- well he'd always start from the inside. Just say if I was going to try and just say the ball's coming from there, I'm trying to get you, I'd be on your inside hip. Yeah. Tracking your inside hip like yep. here and then going out instead well, of being in front i can't be in front of you because you can use your left or right foot or just like bull rush me right yeah. so you got to put them on one shoulder give them two but options to, yeah you shot, like, if you if I'm, on, if I'm tucked on your left side here yeah. if you come off your left i'm cracking you yeah so you can only go overs or run straight into me yeah. so it's about putting them on a shoulder right yeah little things like that I that's learned. still relevant today it's so relevant today that's all they do is they yeah. come from the inside and then they fucking track inside hips and they try and push you over right yeah. That's why it's so hard for middles and, and guys like Tino and Payne Haas make it look fucking simple and, and Fanua Blake because mm. they can they pick the cues right. Mm. If a guy if a guy comes as well, always the younger kids get taught coming straight off the line, right? But you got to be coming straight off the line off an inside hip, right? You got straight off the line straight at this guy. I can't do that to Fanua Blake because you fucking elbow in the face or Payne Haas or Tino mm. or footwork because yeah. these guys have got footwork and they're fast. Yeah. So you got to be like – so they'll get a little bit wider at B and C and then footwork into like the four-man. It's, like, it's great. I love yeah. all that shit because that's how I used to play. Yeah. And you got guys like Marco Mealy. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Roy Asatasi, you know, different, like – Different di- sort of front rollers. Yeah. Like, yeah, Oga had really quick leg speed. He'd yeah. jam into A and B or B, C. He'd pass, have a nice soft touch. And, yeah. You know, you could really – yeah. Most, most of those front rollers that I play with our generation would like – you they wouldn't struggle in today's game. What about – Because there's no fit – because one thing – there's no fear factor anymore, right? So because before of the fatigue, because of the fatigue, yeah, but with the fatigue so much, but yeah. like there's no like. You say if I was catching the ball here, like Adrian Morley was such fucking so quick off off the line, yeah, and he'd nearly hit you as soon as the ball got you, but he'd hit you these fucking massive arms straight across your head, right? He just like his timing was impeccable, and guys like Gordon Tallis and everyone like that, like Monty Beatham and that, you fucked around. Yeah. You're getting a punch in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, just say if a guy, you like, just say you're getting him all game, right? And he he's like, he if he – just say Gordy. Yeah. Ben Ross. Mm. Ben Ross is talking shit. And, Gord, heard- and then, like, Gordy just, like, goes bang, 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 bang. Like, you just lose – you're going to lose somehow. Gordy elaborated on that yarn. Actually, I've seen him talk about it on the yeah. podcast. It wasn't necessarily Ben Ross. He went into that game saying if anyone talks shit, they were going to yeah. cop it because he – Back into last season, was I, bit, yeah. he was he was getting a bit of shit from the young player. So he goes, "I just need to let everyone know." Nice I'm still man. the big dog, yeah. And it was Paul Ben Ross just sort of yeah. come up yeah. and just sort he of just, said something like, "Just said something a little bit." And Gordy's got that shit. And yeah. So that's what I'm saying. There's no psychos like a Gordon Tails who just mm. you don't know. You know, like you could run it, you pick you up, drive you into the ground, you get up, it's fucking punch of shit out of you. I think just because he could. I think there are plenty of psychos out there, but no, they just been so. But it's, it's suppressed. It's suppressed. suppressed. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that's what. But there's no fear factor for a guy like Tino or Payne Haas because mm. no one's going to try and take their head off because you come out of the. If you come out of the line, it's a bad read in defense because he could pass yeah. the ball. Yeah, and true. then you can't fight him. 
this is the great. These are good rules. These yeah. are great rules for the game. I'm not saying the game's soft or anything like. These are great rules, but there is no fear factor for a guy who's six foot five and 120 kilo who yeah. can fucking move. Yeah. When um Moz would come and out. sorry and a and a brain right. Yeah. If you if you're going to be that six foot five person, you're just going to run up and down. You're going to get belted. If you're a six foot five like Tino, he can pass a ball. He's got footwork. Can bang you in defence. That's when you start. You're the starter for Australia. You're a starter for Queensland or New South Wales. You have everything. Yeah. You know, like that's what Tino has. That's what Payne Haas has. That's what all the premier. That's what they're getting paid over a million dollars. Right. So they've got everything. You can't because I've seen a lot of six foot five, hundred twenty kilo kids that are not playing first grade. No. Because they don't understand this. They're not fit enough. They don't have a pass. They don't have anything in their game. They're just big one dimensional kids. They won't get past Jersey flag if they just have that. Because these other guys have a lot of other tools. They can pass before the line. They've got cues. If you shoot out, you'll pass. You pass behind. They understand little. They know how to read games. Yeah. They're not just big and dumb. You get if you're fit a big, strong, your fit, smart man, you will dominate this game. Yeah. And with Moz, go reverting back to what you said about Moz, he was the king of shooting out of the oh, line. A few names, people bro. try to copy him and then it sort of become a thing and then <laughs> the game caught on to it and then there started being little tip-offs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So when you start seeing people come, now they get exposed and I think you don't see as many people shooting out of the line anymore because of the fatigue in the game. Yeah, hundred the, so the fatigue of the game is crazy. That's yeah. what they've tried to do because before when the game wasn't that quick and the play the ball is a seven-second play the ball and Moz is standing there and this guy's just getting the ball here – He's not even looking at Moz, yeah. right? He's a C. He's like C, and then he ca- so he's looking at that. He catches the ball, bang, because he's that quick. Yeah, he was that quick he and powerful, so good, yeah. and he would flog you. What would Moz play? Would he play 50, 60 minutes? You Easy. Yeah, he played eighty if you wanted to. Yeah, he could. Easy yeah. in the middle on the edge. Like yeah. he had laid a bunch of dogs in that team: a Croc yeah. and Fitzy, Rico, yeah. Jason Kalis, Moz, Flano. Mate, they were, and they fucking went at it too. Like the roosters and the dogs back then. It was just like, where's Moz? Last one before we move on, though. Tip this, on straight this, away. This part of it, yeah. <laughs> just like, go. Not even t- not shoot even up. Us. Tip. What about the work hard, uh, play hard mentality? That I was speaking to Tommy Turbo the other day, who's at the RLPA yeah. function that I was at, and he said it just doesn't exist no. anymore. We'll talk about the OGs with Manly. So how would you go? With that in the modern day, were you able to go? You just evolve you, and just go with the times. That's yeah, all it is. Yeah. You know, like I speak to the younger players at the Bulldogs. It's just not it's not part of the culture, which is good. Yeah. It's so focused on rugby league, but probably takes the fun out of it. But would that straight do you think it would be able to straighten you, not straighten you up like you're a problem child, but yeah. you loved having a beer and celebrating that after was, a win? Just, yeah, I, just, I still have a good time. If I was now? like this, yeah, yeah. right, in today's era, if I was, my mindset's still like this, I'd still have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't be out. I'd be yeah. a lot smarter. Yeah. This fucking thing would be thrown away. Yeah. And I'd still have a good time if I needed to. But okay. if it was like affecting my game, affecting the practice, affecting something in my life, it'd be fucking done. Yeah. But I think um, right now the game is just so switched on. But I'm thinking it's taking the fun out of the game, right? I think it's just slowly becoming a business, fast, I mean, fastly becoming a business, right? Yeah. I, I watched SG Ball. I went up to Cessnock. Shout out to Cessnock, the great John's boys from there, on the weekend to watch our SG Ball side. Yeah. And I've never seen like more pressure on young kids, man. Yeah. Like when I was in that, that so SG Ball is our Jersey flag, it's 19s now. I'm like, yep. that was nothing but fun for me coming through the grades. Yeah, but you were speaking about last episode about the last week about the pressure that I'm like you, the you pressure. Felt, yeah. like I, I felt the pressure, but I'm like I don't know, I don't it's just a different sort of pressure. Yeah, yeah. Right? I felt that's pressure on myself. Yeah. No one in the stands or anything like yeah, that filming okay. you and all this sort of shit to yeah, watching video okay. and critiquing okay. your game and all that sort of shit. 
you know, I'm just like, God, there's like first grade, all, all Newcastle first grades over there, like Danny Badiris, I saw it, like all the greats over there, there's Bulldogs, play people here, there's fucking selectors in there, the people are filming. Yeah. You know you're close to, that's a big part you're of it. You're fucking right there. You can smell it. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I'm a year away, two years away yeah. potentially for being in a full-time squad. Yeah. If I play good in SG ball. You so. know, there's kids in, in those SG ball squads that are in the top 30 in some oh, teams. Well, yeah, there's, um, I've I seen an article with Benji talking about mm. uh, that Lachlan Galvin kid that I talked about. Yeah. By the way, Braith, another Braith kid yeah. killing it. Um, the six for the dogs? The six for the Tigers. Uh, he plays, he played for Westfield Sports and Benji's got him coming through. Apparently, he's killing it. Yeah. So he's going to get a trial. But yeah, yeah, I think so careful. He's top thirty at the West Tigers, only eighteen years old. See, that's the thing. Like sometimes you got to cultivate these kids and not give them that straight away. Mm. That's their managers because he's such a good kid. And I'm saying that I'm not saying just this one kid. There's a plethora of kids like that age that don't deserve that top thirty spot. Yeah, but because they're managers, how, yeah, when, how old were you when you got a top thirty? Oh, Nineteen twenty. Yeah, so maybe a year. Yeah, off. I'm just thinking. You like, think just enjoy your time in flag. Yeah, enjoy okay. your time in flag, right? And just hanging out with the boys and doing stuff and just learning the craft. Because once you get to that top thirty, you are fucking full time. Yeah, it's sometimes it's too quick. It takes the fun away from. Yeah, it. that's what I'm saying. It's taking the fun away really quick from these younger kids that are just coming through the grades, having fun, just learning your craft. Be serious about it. Obviously, you know, mm. like you're not doing stupid shit, but like. Not being full-time is not the end of the world because they compare, oh, this kid's full-time, he's 18. And managers are trying to get more money because there's more money to be in the top tw- top 30 than being in this other the other squad, right? So it's about 120 to be in the – Minimum wage now, yeah. Minimum wage is 120. So you're like, oh, it's better money for you. But there's more pressure on it. The first-grade coach isn't even looking at you yet. You're about but two years away. I'll play devil's advocate on this. You made sure 18, you got into first grade at not. You also yeah. want to be in that first grade squad. Yeah, right? I do. It's not necessarily all the managers' but fault. I'm you want to be with the big guys. as well, right? Okay. We, like the forwards, you, they're looking at you. Like when I was in the full top, they're looking at me as a first grader. You're not looking at an 18 year old half right now and going, he's a, you know, he's the future of the club, right? Yeah. But you don't want him there yet. Like a PC. Yeah, like, like, like PC got thrown many, in so early. Not, not many do. Look look at the last five to ten years. Mm. The Brody Crofts, like they nearly did it to the kid up in the Cowboys. Didn't. Didn't. Like how many how many players have done that? They've just got thrown in. Oh shit, not good enough. They go to the Super League, they come back. It's Jordan like, Rankin. Remember Jordan heaps, Rankin man. at 16? He ended up playing, having a good career over yeah, in the Super but League. But like but it's too quick. Yeah. Because you get to first grade, the difference between SG ball, flag, reserve grade. Yeah. Kitties. Mm. Absolute kiddies. Proper then kiddies. NRL is such a higher level than everything else. Yeah. It's 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 twice as fast as reserve grade. So there's no rule, oh, is he ready? Fuck, oh, how do we know he's ready? Mm. He's training really well, still nowhere near it. He's carving up reserve grade. It's still nowhere near it. Fucking just throw him in. Mm. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Some we'll sink or swim. Some kids are made of it, some kids some, aren't. Yeah, exactly. And I just think mm-hmm. they rush these young kids sometimes, especially halves. Yeah. Forwards, you know they're ready. Because yeah. they're physically ready, you just got to get in here. Yeah, but young Mentally, kids, they like, get like, like there's a young kid, through. Mitch Woods at the Dogs. Yeah, absolutely going to be a superstar. He's still playing Jersey Flag. I Take mean, still playing Ball. Take your time, cultivate yeah. him. And you know, he's still, he he's still learning. Carved it, yeah. killed it. Yeah, he's a great and he's a great kid. That's half the battle getting a really good kid who's willing to learn. Apparently, there's a bit in it too because yeah. Grub, Grub was saying he they, won us the fucking game. They had, they had a rivalry last year with Newcastle yeah. and Newcastle would Yahoo and him. So he had a real point to prove. Grub said he had a real point to prove in this game. He won him the right. game. Yeah, he won him the game. I love so that. he'd be, he'd be cheering. All right, let's stay on a couple of ex Bulldogs, mate. Uh, this one's from Luke Nichols. How do you reckon Franklin Pele and Jaden Okobor will do in the Super League? They're playing for Hull FC, I believe. Franklin Pele is going to destroy Super League. Mm. 
I just, I just, he, he'll end up back in the NRL if he keeps working on his game, working on on himself. Yep. Goes over there and just plays consistent first he needs top to just league keep minutes, right? Minutes, minutes, minutes. Play over there for two or three years, bang out 60, 70 in the middle, and then come back. Yep. Get your mind right because he's a physical freak. He's the guy you're talking about where you, like he's got all the attributes, he just doesn't have the engine. Yeah, the there's a six foot one twenty person there. Yeah. What's the difference? The engine, the yep. IQ. But yep. he's got silky skills, he's got it all. It's just that get fitter. Yeah. You know, get your mind right, get ready to come back and, and you know, be 25, 20, 25 years old when you come back. You're probably yep. in your prime. Ockenbore are the same. Like yep. he's just like I think Ockenbore's a, a guy that would go there and have a, a good five to six year Super League career. Carve it. Yeah. He's big and strong yeah. and fast. You yeah. know, like he just because the NRL is so fucking hard. Mm. You put him on the, we put him in the back row last mm. year. Yeah. I think he'll be back row moving oh, forward. I, th- over I there. think so as well. But yeah. like he just come from the wing for from four years yeah. on the wing to a back to the back row spot. Yeah. And he and he did quite well. He did all right, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. He did quite well. So I think those two great buys for Hull. Is it FC or KR? They're at FC. FC. Great buys for FC. Yep. All right, this one's from Gregory Richardson. Uh, oh, before we move off Super League as well, shout out to Wakey. They beat – Did they beat the – They beat Siddle. Beat se- Siddle? 72 to 6 or 66. Close. Six, six, but Close. hey, you know what? That's a – it's a, it's a Basically, you know how the Challenge Cup works. Yes. It's at the early part like of the Batley. Challenge Cup. It's <laughs> when we I, batted I, Batley. I, I believe because Batley is championship, I think it's like the local club teams. because so under – the championship. It, yeah, they play all the grades come through. So it was massive. Like playing Coogee Dolphins if you're fucking South. Similar, similar, yeah. It's like playing St. Mary's. It could be like St. Mary's playing uh, fucking Newcastle Knights. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So Should be 72. Shout out to Siddle. It was a great occasion for them. Uh, they got to play at their home ground against a basically a Super League team. They, they have been relegated, but they're a Super League team waking. They'll be back up. I think it's great, that Challenge Cup. Yeah, just, so do Just I. they get the experience of playing against some of their heroes. Imagine if just, say, South did play like a, a St. Mary's if or we, something we, like that. You got to play did, against yeah. Latrell. Yeah, that'd be yeah. sick. Eh? You got to play against Cody Walker. Right. You're like, fuck, let's go. Right. I might even make a return to Barrow's Eagles and see if I can get a <laughs> play against the first graders again. Up in Queensland, up in Queensland, how many like country little cups are going up there? Yeah. Play against the Broncos or yeah, the Queensland Cowboys. Cups roll in, maybe I like ever thought Ron Massey. Have we ever thought about that? I don't think so. It's, it's never much. been talked about. Yeah, it would be like too much footy. Yeah, it would be for the players. Right? It would be. That's all it is. Because you'd be um, playing. Sorry, you'd be playing your reserve grade side. Yeah, it'd be disrespectful to everyone. Yeah. All right, mate. This one's from Gregory Richardson. Hey, boys. L one since day one. Part of me. L1 since day one, massive Penrith fan here. Just wondering what you boys think of how the last three years have gone, even with winning the comp, but have, they have had hardly any in injuries. Just wondering if the training is different out west. You know, one thing I do know is they train the hardest mm. out of anyone. Facts. The hardest. Yeah, and I've heard that as well. From a lot of play, a lot of these coaches are in the system now implementing that into all these new clubs. Mm. So they rip in every – week it's wrestling twice a week they're aggressive all the time at training iron sharpens iron out there and that's their ethos yeah and look at it i've said this before as well i think there's less chance of injury with the harder you go yep the more in the more injury training sorry the more injuries i've had at training in the past have been when you're going 60 70 percent when someone doesn't want to be doing a wrestle session or we're doing some contact or a pose, someone runs in a bit, a little bit 50-50, I'd prefer to just go as hard as possible. Yeah. And um, again, it's got to be a massive shout out to the facilities that they got yep. because I've trained at fucking 
Manly, for example, when we trained at the fucking <laughs> was bit of a goat track there at Narrabeen, <laughs> respectfully to the people that look after that field, uh, but there were potholes on that fucking uh, field. When I've been out, to, I've seen the new facilities out of Penrith when my dad would, was helping out there the last couple of years. It is top notch. Um, their attention to detail. The, a great point which Greg Gregory brought up, three years have been in grand finals. So they've played a lot of footy. They've obviously had a couple of big injuries to Jerome, shoulder injury, contact injury though. Mm. Um, Nace done his groin, yeah. but he's probably got the the best excuse to do a soft tissue injury with the amount of kicks. footy he plays. He and plays he World Cup. He's, he's always on the ball. But to keep predominantly a lot of their players uh, fit and also with this documentary that's coming out too, looks unreal, the Panthers are done. Feels like I feel like a lot of their boys play injured as well. Because well, they've always had they've got some dogs out there. They've man. always got the right the, their best squad available at the end of the year. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's shout outs to Good their coaching SNC and, and their coaching and everyone around that whole group. So yeah, it's not a fluke. Yeah, you can't do that four years in a row. Get to three, win three, have all your big dogs keep losing players, and then they just keep slotting in and just keep doing what they're doing. So well done, Penrith. Yeah, it's crazy. Systems coming through. I've seen how competitive I want to watch a train. And like I said, when I picked up my dad one day, and um, it was the under 21s versus the New South Wales Cup side. Mm. And I was trying to figure out who the players were because I was looking at it going, they look, all of them look like first graders. I thought it was first grade scrimmage. Yeah. And I was like, I can't see Nathan Yowie in that anywhere. It's, it's, I was like, oh, it's their, side. It's their fucking under 21s. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. crazy, isn't it? They're it's big cr- boys out there, man. Such a good system. So shout out to everyone that's involved with it. Specifically, and it's a really big part of, I've said this, if I was ever to take over, I'd said this last year to you at the end of the year, mate. If I'm a coach, I'm going in and – one of the first assignments I probably was tossing up between you said assistant coach, you want to get someone with you that you know you can count on. For me, medical staff, I want all my players as healthy as possible. I want a top-notch yeah. physio and they must have the best out there. Oh, uh, you know who's out there? Um, one of my old fucking uh, – Kieran Morgan I think is still out there at Penrith. So shout out to Morgs if he still is there. All right, the last one is from Jham357. If Joey Manu does indeed leave, Teddy – is only signed until the end of 2025 and Joseph Swali'i is leaving next year as well. Who does Uncle Nick throw his cash at for the 2025 fullback spot, Slades? Does, do you envision a world where they re-sign Teddy now with, with Joey and uh, Joseph obviously moving on or do they look at other options like a Reese Walsh, like a Selwyn Cobbo? Oh, you'd be looking at Reese Walsh. Do you think? He's 22. There's, there's no way Reese Walsh becomes available though. No, not if the Broncos are Cobbo will, though. Yeah. They can't one, afford to keep one, everyone. One of, one of them's got to go. They can't afford to keep all of them. Depends what Cobbo wants to do. If he wants to play fullback, or does he want to play center? I think he wants to play, play fullback. Yeah. I he could be, yeah. Is Lukey saying Is he, what do you got? Brimo. Oh, Brimo. 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 Question mark. Brimo. Yeah, he'd be very Rooster-esque. Yeah. Brimo I, I would like, be a good I like Brimo. Mm. I, don't, yeah, I think Teddy, 31 this year. So he's probably got two more years. If he's 33, 34. I think he's got three more years in him at fullback. Yeah, so I I think the obvious answer is Teddy. Yeah. If there was a player to sign outside of Teddy, just say if they do. Reese Walsh. I'd be going for him. As if they'd be not going for him. Of course. He'd be option number yeah. one for every single team. I think yeah. everyone but probably Newcastle would want to sign fucking yeah. Reese Walsh at the moment. And that's even including probably not South, probably not Manly. Yeah. Um, um I don't know who else. Brimo, Brimo would be great. Brimo, what is who? 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 Who's got? Where's the logjam of fullbacks? And who's 
It's probably a talent. Yeah, probably tight. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. Mm. Looking at the Titans, one of either. Um, They've got to make a decision soon. It's got to be up north. It's got to yeah. be either whoever doesn't get signed at the Broncos, Cobbo or, or uh, Walsh, or looking at the Titans three, Keno Kinney, mm. Jaden Campbell, yeah. and AJ Brimson. Because one of them. They can't all three. They can't yeah. fit into the lineup. I like Cobbo, but I don't think he'd ever leave Queensland home. I reckon that Keno Kinney is. Yeah, I think he'd come down, yeah. but I don't think Cobbo would want to leave the Broncos mm. ever. But who knows? Um, hey, um, Uncle Nick sure. has some very special ways of getting some players that he wants. And if I'm selling Cobbo, his best, like, I believe that he he wants to play fullback. He's never going to play fullback. If he wants to play fullback, he's got to leave the club, right? When do you leave? 2025. Yeah. <laughs> Get the bag, son. <laughs> All right, mate. Let's finish off. Uh, there's been a bit of update. I'll just run through the scores from the weekend too. Speaking of the Broncos, Broncos fullback Tristan Saylor has once again proved he is too good to be stuck in res- reserve grade after standout showing in a 26-16 win over the Queensland Cup feeder club, winning Manly Seagulls. I watched a bit of that on YouTube. He was in, indeed pretty classy when he came on. They were down He's 12. too good for that level. He is. He's another guy. That he's a first, he's an NRL player. He's an NRL player. Of course, player. he's going to carve up a uh, a Q Cup team. He's capable of playing week in, week out Easy. NRL and uh, solidify himself now. So yeah. Um, yeah, he'd be a good shout as well, actually, for for a club to have a crack at and see if he can play consistent first grade. Uh, elsewhere, Tessie New scored a first half hat trick as the Dolphins stormed past another Queensland Cup side, Central Queensland Capras, fifty eight six. Um, he was playing centres too, Tessie New, with that Jack Bostock on the wing. And Manly thumped uh, reserve grade South Sydney side, uh, 68-6. But Luke Brooks looked really good. Um, I was speaking to Ches. Ben Trevojevic. Benny Trevojevic yeah, looked, looked really good. good outside of Brooksy. I spoke to Ches about it and he was just like, mate, basically played reserve graders and was playing it down. But I said, at the end of the day, we've been involved in those games. You've got to run those lines, man. They can still defend. No, but my point is, like, when you play those games, sometimes it's harder for the team that's got more of the players in saying. the trial system the to Sears go. kids have got a lot to play for. Correct. You're not going in there just go. oh, yeah. Hey, Booksy, just go run through us. Benny, run through us. And just say the scoreline was 24-6, you'd be disappointed. So if you do get the 68-6, that's what should have happened. Man. But you still got to play like that. So uh, shout out to Manly. Uh, Preseason champions from last year too, so they're looking good for next, this, this year. All it's, right, it's uh, a thing. It's actually a thing. The squads have been updated for the 2024 Harvey Norman All-Star squad. So coming in from the teams from last week, Brian Kelly, Kyle Labart from the Cowboys and Zach Fulton. Mudders Fulton have been added to the Indigenous Men's All-Stars teams while Jojo Fida and Keenan Palacia have been added to the Maldives Men's All-Star team. So fucking couple of like Labart. And Brian Kelly, good additions, and so are JoJo Fafita and Keenan Palacea. Like, you think about guys that dropped out, um, some good players coming in. So um, I'm looking forward to this, Mace, which brings me yeah. to our favourite Indigenous and Māori OGs. Let's go OGs. OGs, Cliffy Lyons. Oh, I was going to go Cliffy. <laughs> you go Cliffy. Yeah, Current, NRL, I can't, I mean, Mango, Matty Bowen, yeah. JT, Jonathan Thurston, and Greg Inglis. Yeah. Three of my favourite boys, man, that – Close friends, got to play against them, with them at every level. Man, I don't know who to pick out of that. I can't, I go, I can't go past 
Greg Inglis, just watching him play. Yep. Go and have, do yourself a favour, watch Greg Inglis's tries for his whole career on Don't YouTube. Don't watch his highlights on Fox Sports. I'm on one of them as well. I'm on Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, are you on one of them? I'm on GI's <laughs> highlights as well. well kick fast, fast forward, but <laughs> kick, kick return against Para. Unbelievable. Rennie was what an my, athlete. What a human. Rennie was on my inside. Rennie's and, and, and he's told me this story where, because I get dusted off him, yeah. he comes and does, gets the big bumper bars up. Rennie was like running next to me and then he's seen GI picked it and started to run towards. He just slowed down a little bit yeah. and isolated me and know that happened. <laughs> Yeah, Greg Inglis, prime Greg Inglis. I've always said it like he's the best outside back who's ever played the game. <clears throat> yep. All right, OGs for me. You took Cliffy. I love Cliffy. I'll go Gordy, Gordy Tallis. And for my current player, you went away from him, so I'll take him. You, I'll take the half. I'll get my half. I'll get yeah, JT. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was lucky Tough, enough to yeah. play against JT. You obviously played teammates yeah. with him at, at every level. Yeah. Um, but – just the competitiveness that, that he plays with, uh, he's up there. All right, let's go New Zealand Mouldy. Mouldies. I, I love Warangi Kupu, man. Yeah, Kupu. Yeah, like I played against him in 97. Yeah. When I was in the Australian uh, Junior Kangaroos and he was in the, the New Zealand one and he had long hair, man. Like he was big, jacked up. at had Ali Lauatiti, Clinton Torpy, all these brothers, man, they were they we end up winning, but it was fucking one of the most physical games I've ever played. Why don't you? And he was scary, bro. He was slept on, eh? Like, yeah, I don't think the he had average a few fan fucking bad injuries that really derailed his career to play more tests and everything for New Zealand. But dude, that guy is a class act too off the field, yep, legend. But like, what a beast on the field as well. But scary when he had that long hair. I don't think he had long hair in an NRL. I'm not sure. No, he maybe maybe early. I reckon yeah. if you go 98, 99, 2000s, maybe. Did he have like the braids the fu- in that no, for a bit no, no, as well? Full long hair down to here. Like yeah, yeah. Proper okay. Maldi sort of like style, man. I feel like he got man. it braided at one point. I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe. but it was a scary looking man when you're 17. Yeah. Ali Lautiti, massive afro, Clinton Torby, they were big. Yeah. I don't know how we won. Current? Oh, current. Right now in today's game? Mm. Wow. Or NRL. I'll go I, like, I, like, I, like, I like Bully, yeah, right? Isaac and they're Luke. nearly they're only just a little bit, like probably 10 years from each other. Yep. Isaac Luke, yep. he personified how, how you know, the mouldy, the tongue out, everything like that, playing against him in a lot of tests. Man, he was that dude, man. And a fucking gun player. Yep. He could play, bro. He was head-to-head. Like There was Danny Badiris, Cam Smith, and him he was in those mid-2000s. He yeah. was in the top three hookers. He yep. slept on. You know, like he got injured in 2014. Otherwise, we'd be talking about a premiership winning hooker. Like he got Dally M nines of the year. Like he played nearly three, I think three hundred games. Like bro was a beast, man. Don't worry about the last couple of years. Yeah, Bully was grouse. Bully was the he was the dude. All right, OGs for me. I'll go uh, an ex teammate of my dad's when I was when you're a young kid coming through, and because dad played footy as well. Obviously, yeah. dad's number one. But if if I had to pick away from dad, um, I, I loved you know wingers and and fullbacks and and that because they'd be scoring tries when you're a kid. You know that's the thing you notice the most. Sean Hoppy. Yeah, I um, love him. I think he was 1995 winger of the year, Dalian winger of the year, played at North Sydney, uh, come back and played at the Warriors, played yep. a, you know, 15, 16 tests for Absolute the Kiwis. Gun. Only played, uh, represented, I believe, the New Zealand Maldi once because they didn't have the games uh, back in Wasn't those days. But uh, Sean Hoppy was – he was nice, man. He was He was silky. good, man. Like, he was world-class. Yeah, like, he was a world-class class winger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my most – Current player, yeah, it's sort of from the old, old era, but he, he flowed into the 98 era. Can't go past Stacey Jones, the little general in the middle. God, I forgot Stacey. about Stacey Jones. Yeah, go Stacey, yeah. Matthew, shout out to Matthew Ridge, all those yep. blokes, man, pioneers for the game. Your old man, like yep. all those guys, man, tough, 
tough humans, man. Some good players. Some very good players. It's a, a big t- it's a big game for our culture, our people. Um, and I think for the game, and, and even you, Mace, being of Tongan yeah, descent, man. you understand the importance of these sorts of games I culturally. Love it, mate. You can't miss these games, man. I'm really looking forward to it. I will have my updated multi on Thursday, and we'll have some more team news for the start of preseason. The NRL preseason starts officially. Starting to get it. This hey, weekend. Starting to get real. So let's get into it. We'll see you Thursday. All right, see you guys.